It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. It is the Sports Fan, and as always on this Thursday... Every Thursday, we go through all the high school football games. How many games do I have this week? I think 20, 20 this week? It seems like it's a lot more than what you've had the past couple weeks, Carl. I'll say that much. Last week, we had 22. This week, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, yet again. Riveting and radio right there. Yes, yes, it is. Yes. We're counting. I know how to count. <laughs> Great to know. Anyways, over my shoulder, Cade Williamson, Michael Roth, they'll be here to pick the games with us and we'll start out with the Athens County game of the week you can hear over on Power 105 the Fairland Dragons come up to face on the Trimble Tomcats yeah this game's uh, quite interesting uh, Fairland uh, well noted that they've been dealing with some injuries I believe they're somewhere in the teens out uh, numbers wise in this ball game against Trimble very similar to what Trimble was last week uh, against Vinton County the only difference with Trimble is that Trimble really only had two starters uh, questionable for that game against Vinton County, where Fairland has six in total, three on the offensive line and three on the defense, the second and third levels of the defense there. So it's quite interesting to see how Fairland will play. I think this will be possibly a closer matchup than what people think uh, between the Dragons and the Tomcats. It will be an interesting game, but Trimble's just got to get the offense going. They haven't got the offense clicking at all this season yet. They've just been sputtering out the gate, and that's the one thing that they need to figure out, especially heading into uh, a, a Week 5 matchup um, against Woodward, a team from Cincinnati. Plus, Tremble is trying to avoid going 0-4 for the first time since 1999. Uh, they, in 21st century, they have not gone 0-4 to start a season, so they're looking to keep that streak alive and avoid that 0-4 start. Uh, like I said, the offense is going to have to get clicking, and the defensive playmakers will also have to be a factor in this ballgame with Blake Stanley and Cole right up front. Yeah, the, the injury aspect is something that I'm really curious about. Fairland coming off a physical game with a bigger and faster Ironson team. Uh, Ironson gets the victory 34-13 to after Fairland looked pretty solid the first two weeks. Tough win over a good Portsmouth West team. I'm really high on Portsmouth West. Um, and then they've blown out Wellston like uh, pretty much everybody has blown out Wellston to start this season. Um, and then you look at Trimble, you know, the two games that you guys have been at, um, zero points and six points, that's just not going to win pretty much any football games. They did get 18 points against River, which shows that maybe their offense has a little bit of life because um, River only allowed eight points against Monroe Central, 22 points against Marietta, but they really ran it up against the Marietta defense. So it'll be interesting how healthy Fairland is uh, up front because if Fairland's fully healthy, I think they're uh, just going to probably be able to push around the Tomcats. But if they're not healthy up front, it'll make it a lot more interesting on both sides of the football. So um, tough to make a pick with all the uh, injury question marks that we have. But um, since I'm not calling the game, I'll pick Fairland, um, but, 
you know, the the injury question marks, I, I don't know if I should think Fairland should win this game by like three scores or if I think Fairland should win this game by like a field goal or like a touchdown. I, I really don't know. I, I don't know what sort of Dragons team is going to be marching into Athens County on Friday night. I will say one thing that's impressed me about Tremble all year is the fact that even though they're a much smaller team normally, they normally hit back. And I think that might be something that might give them a little bit of an advantage in this game, especially with the youth of uh, Trump, or excuse me, the youth of Fairland already without even having the injuries and especially with having some injuries. And I think they're missing about five, five starters, I think. Yeah, five, I think five to six uh, is what it's looking like this weekend for Fairland. But the, but the main thing about those starters is that on offense, at least, they're not missing any of those skill position players. Uh, they still got Jackson at quarterback. He's a returner from last year. He's um, an upperclassman now, was a sophomore last year, is now a junior. Uh, they've got Cam Kitts at that H-back position. They kind of use him as a wideout, but also will run the ball with him from time to time. And you've got Sealer Leap, who looks to be their main ball carrier this year and, and was an honorable mention All-State player last year as a defensive back. So the skill position players are still there for Fairland, and I think because of those skill position players, it, it, it will be interesting to see if they can continue uh, their, their stretch that they've had this year. All right, moving to the game you can listen to here on WATH. Athens travels to Alexander for that classic TVC rivalry. Yeah, I think this is a very interesting matchup. Um, I know looking after week one and, and really actually really just looking at Alexander week one, I thought that they could go 4-0 and to start the season. On you said 5-0. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was. I, I think at one point I did believe I said 5-0. and uh, from that Alexander squad. Obviously, they dropped that game to South Point uh, in Week 2, which has given me a lot of questions about Alexander. Uh, I, yes, they ran up the score against Belpre last week, but that's, you know, that's Belpre. Um, and this week, they have to face an Athens team that's still looking for their first win. Uh, Athens, though, this matchup last year, Athens came into it 0-3 uh, to start off the season, and they ended up just rallying right past Alexander. Uh, I think this one will be closer then last year's matchup, I believe, it was uh, forty-eight to seven was the final. Uh, Athens was in the forties, and Alexander only had the lone touchdown in that ball game. But I think it'll be closer. But I think Athens finally gets that first win this season, um, maybe by two scores at most. I think they could flex it to three if that offense gets going. But that's the one thing that makes this more of a toss-up for me is that Athens' offense has just been very, very sluggish out the gate. Yeah, and uh, Athens last week made a quarterback change, which was pretty surprising. Landon Wheatley moves to running back, and that was what caused the change. It wasn't like Wheatley got benched at quarterback. It was, Landon, we need you at running back more than we need you at quarterback. And um, they only scored seven points, but they had two 100-yard rushers, Wheatley, and the quarterback, uh, sophomore quarterback, also ran for 100 yards. I think Athens gets this one done by about two scores. So I will take the Bulldogs to get their first win, but like Cade said, um, should be more competitive than last season. Moving on to other TVC Ohio games, it's league play starting for the Ohio, and Nelsonville York will travel down to Bidwell to take on the River Valley Raiders. What do you guys think about this game? Um, I think if you had asked me before last week, I think it could have been a two-score game, maybe three scores in favor of Nelsonville York. But after Nelsonville York just showed Liberty Union that, yeah, 
we, we're, we're not a step off. Yeah, we faced a tough New York Catholic team in week two, but we're here to compete for a TVC Ohio title, and we're the front runners in that position. Uh, I think Nelsonville York gets the job done. Um, I will say this. I think that they'll run the table the rest of the year and finish out the season 9-1. and one. I think we were talking on the radio the other day, Roth, that there's a 70 or so percent chance of Nelsonville York running the table for the rest of the season, um, which could get them uh, two home games come playoff time. That, and that's big, possibly three, if they can get that two seed. I think it's going to be tough for them to go get that two seed, especially in, a, in that Region 6, divi- or, or Division 6, Region 23 region. Um, but I think Nelsonville York starts off TVC Ohio play with a victory over River Valley this weekend. Yeah, one thing to note, uh, nobody gets three home games because after the two home games, oh, it wait, goes yeah, to no, you're right. Sites. It is neutral sites. My apologies. Yes. Yes. Um, I also think the Buckeyes are going to cruise in this one. Um, really, up until that Vinton County game, I'm not um, asking if Nelsonville York is going to win. I'm asking how sharp Nelsonville York is looking as they're likely to win. That's really uh, what it's going to be. It's not going to be as much of their team trying to beat their opponent, it's going to be how sharp can we be getting into the playoffs or getting into that game against Vinton County. We need to play up to the potential that they showed against Liberty Union. Speaking of Vinton County, Vinton County hosts Megs this week, and this is an interesting uh, thing of Vinton County schedule. They have three straight home games. They had a home game against Rock Hill week two, week three, home against Trimble. We were at that game. And then week four, home against Megs. Three straight home games. That's That's a little bit of a scheduling interesting thing yeah um for vinton county we've talked about the tbc ohio being that two-horse race between vinton county and nelsonville york i I think it'll stick that way this season um but this is a tough test for vinton county and it also kind of gives us a gauge of what exactly this meg's team is going to be this year Uh, i'm still a little torn on where i think meg's can finish i think that their ceiling this year is that they could finish third in the tbc ohio I, I really do that, believe that that is achievable. Uh, but I believe their floor, they could finish sixth in the TVC Ohio this year. Um, it, it's tough. They played a, a competitive ball game. Uh, at least it looked competitive on paper from the score against Cole Grove last week. Um, and Vinton County, they've had trouble playing their brand of football. That's been, their, that's been why they're 1-2 right now. Against Unioto, they just had trouble you know, getting Mahan out and running. Uh, they didn't use him as much. Same with their running backs. Rock Hill, same deal. They only had five offensive possessions that entire ball game against Rock Hill. Um, scored in three of them, or scored in two of them in regulation, and then the overtime. Unfortunately, losing that one by one. Uh, but then when they faced Trimble, that first quarter, that first quarter they were playing right into Trimble's hands. Uh, Trimble was up in that ball game, and then they got that kick return, and then Vinton County played their brand of football. Uh, they started uh, running the ball more with Zeke Mullahan, and and when you put the ball into Mullahan's hands and let him be the man that controls the offense, I think they'll have a lot more success. Not to doubt Garrett Brown in the running back core as well as Gabe Ratchke, but I think that Vinton County gets the job done against Megs, but interested to see how this game will play out and where exactly Megs aligns this year in the TBC Ohio. Yeah, I'm really interested in seeing how legit the Megs offense is. Scoring 34 points against Colgrove, is that sort of a blip because they only got seven points against Gallia Academy, or is the Meg's offense actually kind of legit? Um, that'll be my main question. I think Vinton County wins, um, but it, it's just going to be, is this like a Vinton County 35-7 to victory, or is it like a 35-28 victory for Vinton County? I, I think either one of those is pretty possible. 
Um, but I'll take the Vikings by a couple scores. And the last TBC Ohio team, Wellston, travels to Portsmouth West. It's going to be rough for the Rockets. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ross said he was high on Portsmouth West earlier in the show. Uh, I, I agree with him. I think Portsmouth West is a solid team. Uh, they took care of Portsmouth, actually, week one, a team that we'll get to their matchup this week, an interesting one at that. But they took care of business. Uh, they had that tough loss by one point to Fairland week one, 14-13 final. Um, but they bounced back quite well. Sitting at 2-1 and one right now, they face a Wellston squad that's just lost a lot of talent in the offseason. Uh, their head coach... Uh, Carl Justice ended up resigning. They have an interim head coach right now. No stability in the program. It doesn't look like it's sitting well, and I believe that they are the, the, the sole bottom feeder right now in the TVC Ohio, and I think Portsmouth West gets the job done. Yeah, really high on Portsmouth West. Returning quarterback Mitchell Irwin, returning, uh, I think it was first-team All-State linebacker, also a stud at the running back position, and Ryan Sissel, who is one of the top players in all of Southeast Ohio, um, this is just a slam dunk for Portsmouth West, who, according to Drew Pastor, the only teams higher than them in Region 19 are Harvest Prep, Ironton, Wheelersburg, and Union Local. Uh, despite losing to Fairland by one, uh, Drew Pastor actually thinks if they would rematch, that Portsmouth West would win in a tight one. So, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a team that could have their best uh, season in the past couple years. So, um, just an interesting team to watch out for come playoff time. Now, this is a game that I'm going to be keeping my eye on very closely, and I think most people in the TBC Hawking will as well. This is going to be the week we find out how legit the Eastern Eagles are. Uh, they host Portsmouth Notre Dame. This is a tough one. Uh, there's a lot of tough ones this week, a lot of good matchups here in week four. Uh, I think we um, talked last week, Roth and I, that usually week four and really that 9-10 range, weeks 9 and 10 battling for conference titles are some of the best weeks of football. Uh, that you'll see in high school in Ohio. And, I mean, this is a, they, like you said, this is a tough test for Eastern. They didn't look too impressive last week against an 0-2 Fairfield Christian Academy squad, a team that's going to be middle of the pack to the bottom uh, part of the, that division of the MSL, um, that's the, which is a, really a two-horse race between Worthington Christian and Burn Union right now. But Eastern's got this game all home. If you would have asked me after week two, I think Eastern would have won this ballgame. But after their shaky performance last week, I think I'm swaying more to Portsmouth-Notre Dame in this one. Uh, that's my pick. I think they get the job done by maybe a touchdown or two. It will be a tough ballgame. But if, I would not be surprised one bit if Eastern does pull this out. And if they do, I think it's finally time to, to talk about the Eastern TBC Hawking uh, ability to win that championship, the conference championship this year. This one's tough because I think after week three, it's clear that Portsmouth Notre Dame is the better team, but that home field advantage is going to yeah. be huge. No, trust me, I went back and forth on this one, Roth. Um, I'm going to go with the team I think is better in Portsmouth Notre Dame, but if they're a little shell-shocked, long bus trip, just kind of an interesting place out there in Reedsville, um, just like at their stadium and like how you get there, so... I'm going to lean Portsmouth-Notre Dame, but I don't feel good about it at all. Um, so yeah, e either one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just don't want to put my trust into, into Eastern like that. Another team that we know is good this year is Fort Fry. They host Waterford. Battle down there, uh, Beverly, where Fort Fry's at and Waterford, right across the river from each other. Yeah, uh, this is you know, a rivalry, basically two teams in the same town. Uh, if you go down there, you pass Waterford High School to go to Fort Fry. 
Um, and it's maybe a five to ten minute drive between the two of them. So they're like right there, right by each other. Um, but I think Fort Fry easily takes care of business. Uh, I think they'll go undefeated this season. Uh, there's really, Linz, uh, I believe, Lindsey from West Virginia is the only team that could give them a game uh, the rest of the season. That or maybe Williamstown, another team from West Virginia. Uh, just interesting to see. But I think Fort Fry is obviously head and shoulders above everybody else in Division Six, Region 23. Um, and I see them winning this ball game by multiple, multiple scores. Um, yeah, this rivalry has had some very interesting games since I've been in Southeast Ohio. I don't think this will be one of them. I don't actually think Waterford's ever won any of them, but I think a couple of them have been like two points, like a touchdown here and there. Um, this one I don't expect to be like that for Pride Big. All right, how about the last two TVC Hocking schools? South Gallia, they're taking on Manchester. Yeah, Manchester's a winless squad right now. South Gallia has a one win under their belt so far this season and also had a very competitive game against Sims Valley in Weeks 1. Uh, I think the Rebels get another win under their belt and improve to 2-2 two and two on the season. Um, I, I, yeah, I think they get the job done over Manchester. Manchester, when I looked at their um, schedule earlier, they haven't really played two crazy opponents uh, or this season. Um, and like I said, they're winless right now. Uh, I think South Gallia gets another win and they get to that 500 mark. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I will also be taking South Gallia to get the win. All righty. How about the last game in the TVC Hawking, Southern at Green? Yeah, Southern was a was a team that we proje pre projected to lose uh, last week uh, in that ball game. Uh, a tough a, a tough one to really pick was a toss up. Um, but this year, this week, I think Green gets the job done over Southern. The Tornadoes are sort of, I don't know, the TBC Hawking really has those three teams at the top that we expect to be competing for a conference title. Uh, but in the bottom three um, between uh, Belfry, Southern, and, and South Gallia there, it, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, that plays out. But um, I think Green gets the job done over Southern. I, I, Southern's a team that was, uh, eh, fourth last year in the TVC Hawking, and they're just still toward that bottom, and I don't think that they get this victory this week. Um, so green is interesting because they were 22-point underdogs in week one and 19-point underdogs in week two, and they're sitting here at 3-0. I was thinking I was going to take the Tornadoes, but I just think um, Drew Pastor hasn't adjusted quickly enough to how good green is, and they're at home, so... Uh, yeah, going to side with Cade, even though at first glance, I was thinking I was going to go against him. All righty. Well, that's all the TBC games. When we come back, we'll look at some Division Six Region 23 games here as you're listening to the football preview here on the Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Tune in Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Power 105. This week, Trimble will try to gain their first win this season against a tough OBC opponent, the Fairland Dragons. Tune in at 6.30 on Friday for the pregame with Carl Blaylock and Cade Williamson with the kickoff at 7. Fairland, tremble. It's the Athens County Game of the Week, Friday on Power 105. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. 
You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. A 12-ounce soda, bag of chips, and three candy bars. Uh, beef jerky, some peanuts, and uh, Diet Coke. At Stop and Cop Drive-Thru, we don't necessarily agree with your nutritional choices, but we'll serve you in seconds, any time of day. Before work, during lunch, after the game, or any time. Buzz through Stop and Cop Drive-Thru on Richland Avenue. Home of the coldest beer in Athens. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Welcome back to the Sports Fan. It's the high school football preview here as we do it every Thursday. Carl Blaylock, Kate Williamson, Michael Roth in studio with you. And we'll start out with a really interesting team in Division 6, Region 23 that... I think it surprised a lot, a lot of people, especially considering the kind of off-field adversity they've had. Shenandoah is three and zero. They try to keep that up as they travel to Buckeye Trail. Yeah, um, yeah. Shenandoah, uh, we're going on the list. I think you shocked both me and Roth uh, with with what game you're talking was about. Not there, ready for yeah, Shenandoah. was not ready for Shenandoah. I was, I was I was ready to hear the Coral Blaylock hype train, um, but. Uh, and, but looking at the Shenandoah game, they started off three and zero. I think that they could. Sit around that seven and three, eight and two range this year, and maybe better. Uh, we'll see how they do. The Zeps um, haven't looked too bad. Uh, they that last weekend's game was ugly against Waterford, very very ugly ball game. Uh, but Buckeye Trail is a team that's not looking good so far this season, and I think Shenandoah starts off the season four and zero. Oh, I believe so. Yeah, three and zero oh versus zero oh and three. Give me the Zeps. All right, now to the game you guys thought I was on. And I, if you've listened to uh, Football Friday Night Over on Power yeah. skipping, skipping on the yeah, paper. Yeah, wow. yeah, I was surprised Magician. about that. We're, well, I figured I'd group the OBC games together. Fair enough. And that's a big game in the, uh, well, this is a pretty interesting game in the OBC. Colgrove traveling to South Point. I, I think, is this, do you think this could be a trap game for the Hornets? Do you think Colgrove might actually show they might not be worthy of all my hype. I think they showed that last week, actually, Carl. Um, you know, that, that Meg's game, um, it, it, the score was a lot closer than probably what, according to your hype of Colgrove, should have been. Um, I think, but that's nothing to knock on Colgrove. I, like I said, I have them going 7-3. and three. I do. I will stick by that. I think they go 7-3. and three. I think they finish fourth in the OVC. But, yeah, I, this is a possible draft game against uh, South Point. Uh, the pointers 2-1 right now. Colgrove undefeated in this ballgame. South Point looked impressive against Alexander in Week 2. Um, not a team to scoff at. Uh, really, the middle from that four on the on, all the way down uh, in the OBC is a bit interesting to see how it goes this year. Uh, besides maybe Chesapeake, uh, they're really the team that's kind of at the bottom. But South Point has made a couple improving strides. Now, I don't know if that's South Point making strides or if that's Alexander falling back from where they were last year's ballgame. But I think Colgrove gets the job done in this game. Um, they start off 4-0. But you've got some tough games moving forward. Uh, you really do. Uh, Gallia is a tough game moving forward. Ironton's a tough game. Fairland's going to be a tough game. That game against Fairland is at Fairland this year. Uh, big rivalry between those two schools. But 
Well, we'll see how it goes uh, for the Hornets. Yeah, the question is going to be, because I know Colgrove is going to score, how much does South Point score? They scored 28 in a loss to Boyd County, Kentucky, 43 and 42 in wins over TVC Ohio squads at Alexander Wood River Valley. Um, so I'm pretty confident the pointers are going to score um, as well. So this is uh, just another test for that Colgrove de- defense. I think Colgrove gets the win, um, but it's just another see where their defense is at. To the other OVC game, and this one is quite interesting. Rock Hill at Portsmouth. Rock Hill, we talked about their game against Vinton County a little bit earlier in the show. They held Vinton County to five possessions that game. Yeah, and this is an interesting one as well because Portsmouth is not the team that they were last year. Um, they're without Drew Rowe this year as, as a tough loss to your squad. Um, and they proved that a, a week two loss against Portsmouth West did not look good in that ball game. Uh, Portsmouth, though... If they can take care of business against Rock Hill and do it in a convincing fashion this week, I think that they'll still be in that uh, conversation for finishing fourth in the OBC, third or fourth in the OBC, and fifth really kind of being their floor if if they continue to look solid. Uh, but you you got to improve this season. Portsmouth, not the team they were last year, obviously, as I, as I already mentioned. Uh, but I think they get this one done over Rock Hill. I, I really do. I think Rock Hill is maybe the second worst, third worst, uh, with them in South Point and the OVC this year. And I think Portsmouth still has enough competitive, competitive uh, experience with them uh, to where that they can compete for those middle spots in the OVC. Give me Portsmouth. Yeah, I think that Portsmouth's um, week one win over Valley looks better now than it did at the time, Lucasville Valley. Uh, scored 34 against Carl's favorite team and also got a win over Piketon, 21 to 14. So I'm going to take Portsmouth to win this one. Could be pretty close, though. All righty. Moving on to the MSL, Fairfield Christian Academy, who gave Eastern a game last week. They traveled to Burn Union. Do you think that FCA can keep it up? No. Uh, I'm big on the Rockets uh, to to win uh, to win their uh, conference this year. I think that they can do it. Um, Worthington Christian is really the only team, and maybe Grove City Christian are the only teams that on paper right now look that they can continue with Burn Union. But they had that tough loss week one. They bounced back. They got that victory over Portsmouth Notre Dame um, week two and did it in convincing fashion. And because of that, Portsmouth Notre Dame taking on Eastern, I think that one will be competitive this week. And because I think that one is competitive, uh, I think that Burn Union takes care of business easily against uh, Fairfield Christian Academy this week. So Drew Pastor has Burn by 27. I'm going to take Burn to win, but give me Fairfield Christian plus 27 if we were setting that as a spread. I think Burn by 14 to 21 this week. All right. Out west, Bel Air, they beat the Canadian team. I think they won 34-nothing, I believe, was the final 34, score. 34-33-nothing. Yeah, they shut them out. Yeah, 33-nothing. Yeah. And interestingly enough, they got playoff points yeah, for that I game, that. which yeah. surprised me. Um, so I, I guess they better hope Bishop Tonos, like, uh, wins some games to get them some, like, level two points, because I, I don't know. I, I think they got, like, I think they ranked them as, like, a Division five team, maybe? So I think they got, like, four points or something like that with it. But it, and that was really interesting. But anyways, they are playing out of state again, not out of country, as they travel to Wheeling Central Catholic. Yeah, this one's a tough one. Uh, Wheeling Central Catholic is a solid program there in West Virginia. Bel Air, um, you know, they're 1-2 and two right now, 
They've got a really tough schedule this year, and they could be sitting in a situation of playoffs where they're at maybe 500, 6 and 4, and will be a team ranked around that 11 to 13 range. I think they can make some noise around that range, upset a couple games here and there, and definitely make a, a solid run. Um, I'm torn, I'm really torn on this ball game. I've gone back and forth on it. But I think Bel Air gets the job done. I, I, I do. I, I think that they ride the wave of what they had last week. They looked decent offensively against Fort Fry week one. Uh, and, and I think that although I believe Wheeling Central Catholic is favored uh, in this ball game, I think Bel Air goes in and it's a shocking uh, upset for them. Yeah, I'm going to take Wheeling Central Catholic. They're at home, powerhouse in West Virginia. Um, Bel Air, interestingly enough, uh, True Pastor has them third in this uh, region, third strongest team. Their most likely outcome is a 14 seed yep. in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I, and, and that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I think that they could go be a 14 seed, and if you're sitting there as a three seed, like possibly a Nelsonville York squad. Going to have to play Bel Air week one. That's a tough matchup in week one of the playoffs. Yeah, luckily the Buckeyes only have an eight percent chance of drawing them in round one. Um, lot, lot to project super early to do that. But um, yeah, if Bel Air is uh, a double-digit seed on the road in week one, uh, think about taking them to win straight up in the playoffs. But I'm gonna take Wheeling Central Catholic in this one. But it would be a huge win. Uh, playoff points-wise for Bel Air, get a lot of pressure off their shoulders. And how about East Knox straddling with Centerburg? East Knox, 1-2 and two so far this year, albeit two very tough teams that they lost to. But can the Bulldogs get it right back on track? Um, I think they will. I, I do think that they win this ballgame this week. Centerburg lost to a Utica team earlier on in the season that really uh, that had one win last year um, and was really competitive in two ball games. the one win that they had in against Indian Creek last year. That's about it for Utica, um, and they're a bottom feeder in the LCL Cardinal Division. Uh, and, and because they lost that game with Centerburg, Centerburg losing that game, granted, they did bounce back and they did get a victory against Grandview Heights, um, which is a respectable program. But I think East Knox bounces back, gets back to 500 uh, at 2-2, two and two, uh, moving into conference play and t- a tough conference at that. Yeah, I'm also going to take East Knox. Um, question I basically asked myself, is East Knox a touchdown better than Worthington Christian? I said yes. Uh, Centerburg only beat Worthington Christian by six. Um, I think that East Knox would have beaten them by more. So I'm going to take East Knox, but it might be pretty close. All right. And finally, uh, I think at the beginning of the season, if I would have said this sentence I'm about to say, I think everyone would have thought I was crazy. Could Crooksville get their first win of the season against Meadowbrook? No. Um, uh, to straight up answer that question, no, Carl. Uh, I think Meadowbrook, 0-3, um, definitely not the team they were last year. Uh, even the past five years, not the team that they've been uh, for Meadowbrook. The Colts uh, recently moved into the NBL small school division. Hadn't lost a conference game, if I'm not or, 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 I believe I believe so, in the NBL small school division since they'd entered um, and I don't think that they lose this one against Crooksville. Uh, they had a tough loss last week to Cambridge, but that's a solid Cambridge team. Um, plus, Meadowbrook's got this game at home, and Crooksville, I mean, really their only competitive ball game they've been this year is against Waterford Week 1, and the atmosphere likely made that game as close as it was. So, yeah, I'm going to take, take Meadowbrook. I... 
I'm also going to take Meadowbrook. I don't feel, am- I feel pretty confident about it. I don't feel amazing, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this I'm Meadowbrook worried. squad, they have underperformed Drew Pastor's expectation. In week one, they underperformed it by 51 points. In week two, they underperformed it by 33 points. And in week three, they underperformed it by 30 points. They're projected to win by 29. I think they underperform it again by, we'll say, 15 points. So yep. I'll go two touchdown Meadowbrook victory. But, um, yeah, if we're doing against the spread against Drew Pastor, I'm, I'm hammer, hammering yeah, yeah. the ceramics. I, I, I would 29. be, too. I would be, too. All righty. There's another really big MBL matchup that is a little bit close to home. We'll talk about that after the break here. It's the high school football preview here on The Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready for a McDonald's glow-up? Download the McD app and level up your McDonald's experience. Rack up points, get delicious deals, and earn rewards like a free juicy quarter pounder with cheese. Get 20% off your entire order with a minimum $1 purchase on the app. Yep, it's that easy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Excludes tax. Valid once a day. Visit McD app for details. Download and registration required. Wait before cooking four ounces each. Fresh beef available at most restaurants in contiguous U.S. Not available in Alaska, Hawaii, and U.S. territories. This Friday, the Athens Bulldogs start TVC play against their rival, the Alexander Spartans. Will the Athens Bulldogs be able to go on the road and get their first victory of the year? Or will Alexander take this year's battle? Find out this Friday. You can catch all the action with Matt Frazee and Cedric Granger starting at 6.45 p.m. on Friday on 970 WATH. When T-Mobile says we've got you covered, we mean it. We've invested billions to light up our best network yet, covering 99% of people in America, including right here in your neighborhood. And great coverage is just the beginning. Every year, families and small businesses can save up to 900 bucks versus Verizon when they switch to T-Mobile. That's right, save up to 900 bucks a year. And unlike those other guys, with our T-Mobile price lock, we guarantee we won't raise the price of your rate plan. With a network and savings like this, there's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store and see if your family or small business can save up to 900 bucks when you switch today. Coverage not available in some areas. Savings with four lines based on analysis of Verizon and T-Mobile national postpaid smartphone bills. Rate plan features, taxes and fees and savings may vary. Price lock for rate plan, talk, text and data on qualifying lines. See details at T-Mobile.com. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. Welcome back to the high school football preview here on the Sports Fan. Carl Blaylock, Kate Williamson, Michael Roth. Huge MBL game, I, I think. New Lex traveling to West Muskingum. Uh, yeah, this one is interesting. Um, last year, this was a barn burner of a game. Uh, down in New Lex between these two squads, NBL small school division squads. New Lex finished third in the division, and West End finished second after a loss in Week 10 uh, against Meadowbrook that knocked them out of the playoffs, actually. They went 6-4, second-best team in their in their conference, and did not make the playoffs in West Muskingum. Um, they are undefeated right now, but when you look at their three wins compared to New Lexington's three wins and how New Lexington has looked in those three wins... I think that New Lexington is going to run away with this ball game. I mean, West Ham, week one matchup against my alma mater, Lakewood, only won by six. 
I mean, come on now. Like, I, 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 I'm high on New Lexington. That's probably the team I'm highest on this year. I think the Panthers start 4-0. I agree. I'm also going to take New Lex. I um, think it's going to be a competitive one. West Muskingum at home. Um, I think they're going to rise up to a tougher level of competition. I think they're going to play a pretty good game. Um, but I'm done doubting New Lexington, so I'm going to take them to win. All right, moving on to Sheridan. Traveling to Morgan, this is a much more interesting game than I think a lot of people thought it would be beginning of the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Morgan was receiving votes, I believe, um, in the AP poll that recently came out for the top teams per division in high school football around Ohio. Um, and when you look at this, Sheridan had a tough loss week two. Uh, they didn't look too impressive in the first half last weekend against Logan. Uh, Morgan has been pretty solid. I mean, undefeated in this ballgame, but I think Sheridan gets the job done. I think just the talent disparity uh, between the NBL big schools and the NBL small schools, specifically the top two, um, NBL big and NBL small, uh, I, I think is too large for Morgan to overcome. I think both of these teams might end up finishing second in their respective um, conferences of the NBL or divisions of the NBL this year, but I think Sheridan gets the job done. Yeah, I think your question is, uh, is uh, Sheridan better than Philo? Because Morgan beat Philo 7-6, to six, and I think the answer to that is yes. yes. So I'm going to take Sheridan to win. Um, I think it's going to be pretty competitive, though. Probably a, uh, a one-two score game, but I think the Generals get the victory. How about Warren traveling up, 30, or traveling up from Athens, 33? They take on the Logan Chieftains. Yeah, this is... Uh, Logan, you know, uh, when I was looking at this game, uh, I couldn't really get a grasp on who I wanted to pick. Uh, I thought, well, maybe Warren, uh, but then I remembered they didn't score any second-half points against Morgan. And then I thought, well, maybe Logan, because they looked competitive against Taze Valley, and they looked competitive against Sheridan for a while in those two ball games. And I think because Logan has looked better against better football teams this year, I, and they're at home this week against Warren. I think that the Chieftains get the job done uh, and get a win over the uh, Warren Warriors. Yeah, this was an interesting one. I went back and forth as well. I was like, do I want to take probable best player on the field, Jason Williams, or do I want to take a Division II school, probably better in the trenches, also at home? I'm going to take the team at home. I'm going to take Logan. Um, don't feel good about it, though, either way. How about another? Uh, this one's up in the MSL. Logan Elm against Hamilton Township. Yeah, Logan Elm started 2-1 and one this year. Uh, Hamilton Township is a team that is in that 2-4 to four range projected right now uh, of that division of the MSL. Um, I think the Rangers get the job done because they're at home against Logan Elm. Uh, Logan Elm just, this is their first test. This is their, I mean, besides that one loss that they have, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but um, this, is, this is their first conference test. And I think that Hamilton Township will put them in the right place uh, when it comes to conference play. And I think that Hamilton Township gets the victory. Yeah, I could go either way on this one. But since we were the same on the last one, let's differ on this one. Going to take Logan Elm. They lost to Zane Trace by 12. But I don't think that's a bad loss. Zane, no, Trace, Zane Trace could go unbeaten. Um, yeah, I, I, I could go either way. But I'll, uh, I'll just lean Logan Elm because... I, I think Hamilton Township probably will have lost to Zane Trace by like 17 to 21 points. So Logan Elm keeping it within 12. I think they're probably a little better home field advantage, though, for Hamilton Township. And eh, it's going to be close, but lean Logan Elm. And 
Final and another another big game or not? This isn't a big game. This is basically just an excuse to talk about what you guys think about Galley Academy. They played Chesapeake. Galley Academy should win. What do you think sets Galley Academy apart? Um, just how well they are up front. I think that's the that's the reason why Galley Academy will dominate this ball game over Chesapeake. I mean, they played an Athens team that I think is better than Chesapeake, and they dominated them up front. Um, I think Galley Academy takes care of business easy in this ball game. But the the thing that's interesting about Galley Academy is where will they finish in the OVC? I have them third. Uh, as of now, I have them third. But that Cole Grove matchup is is very interesting. A lot of people might have them second, especially with those uh, issues with Fairland. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to see how Galley will play out. Uh, but they have you know, a tune-up matchup this week, and I think they get the job done easy over Chesapeake. Yeah, I think Gallia just kind of had a um, rough season last year with all the, like, COVID cancellations and, like, not having their full players available for, like, practice. I think this is uh, the team that Gallia fans expected to see last year. Um, I think Gallia big in this one. I think they're going to have a strong year. Might go 8-2. Um, and two. All righty. And I'll throw out, this game wasn't on the list, but... Uh, I'll throw it on here anyways, because this is a very intriguing matchup. 1-0 Newark Catholic, only win against Nelsonville, York. They travel to Fort Loramie. Yeah, uh, we'll talk a little deep. Uh, Div- uh, Division 7, Region 27 now uh, with Newark Catholic, a team that a lot of people have going back to the Final Four this year. I think that they do it. Um, this is an interesting matchup. They've Newark Catholic, first three weeks, they've had two games uh, canceled in those first three weeks. They're going to travel all the way out to Fort Loramie. I, um, you know, I'm torn on this one, but I think that the talent shows for the Green Wave, and they proved that, yeah, we're going to be contenders in D7 this year. Give me the Green Wave. No. Fort Loramie. I got Fort Loramie. They're at home. Um, just schools like that reload all the time. Fort Loramie. They play a tougher schedule than Newark Catholic week in and week out, even though Newark Catholic does whatever they can do um, in their non-conference games to gear up. This is one of the games they're gearing up for. Um, I thought Newark Catholic was a lot better last year, and they barely won at home. Um, So considering all the losses that Newark Catholic had, now the game's at Fort Lormie. I I like Fort Lormie, even even if Drew Pastor disagrees with me. All right, and now a game that I think most people in Southeast Ohio have had circle, and possibly the entire state. I think that this is possibly one of the better games on the southern half of the state. Western Brown, up from near Cincinnati. They're traveling up. They travel to Jackson. I got to see the Western Brown team last year, uh, headed by quarterback Drew Novak. Uh, Has he gotten any offers yet or no? That's actually a great question. Let me check his Twitter as you uh, preview this game. But yeah. Yeah. He, he's a very solid quarterback. He has the talent. The raw talent, I will say. I really wasn't that impressed with him. I, I saw him against Granville. I, I, I was impressed with the throws he made. But I was also sitting there like, there's some throws that I'm not so sure about this. Uh, I think, honestly, I think he'd fit in perfectly at Penn State. He looks like, I, if I had to compare him to a player, I'd compare him to Sean, or not quite Sean Clifford. He's like Jameis Winston before LASIK, in my opinion. He, 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 he's <laughs> okay. a great, he's That's a, a great, cool. he's, he's great at throwing the ball. He has the talent and the arm strength, 
But sometimes reading the defenses is hard. And albeit, this was against a Granville defense that was very solid, and they still put up 49 points against them. I think they scored 18 points in the last five minutes of that game. So it, it it's Western Brown is a solid team. This is a good matchup. I, I, I'd have to say Western Brown, I think, wins, but I just I have a bone to pick with Novak. Yeah. Uh, you've made that well-known, Carl. Very well-known about Drew Novak and how you aren't on that hype train. Um, last year, these two teams matched up twice. Western Brown took both of those games, uh, the last one coming in the playoffs, where they eliminated Jackson. Uh, and Jackson, 1-2. and two. Granted, one of those two losses is to a tough Ironton team, the other one to a Tri-Valley team that is not as good as they were last year. And if you remember last year, they got bounced in the first round by Bell Fountain. Um, so... A little bit, and they lost to Tri Valley at home at Jackson last weekend, thanks to a mixed, missed extra point late in that ball game, uh, and the Tri Valley defense stepping up when Jackson took the ball. Jackson's offense against tough defenses has not looked the best. Western Brown is not one of those tough defenses, though. This will be a shootout. Uh, mark it down. Mark it down right now. This one will be, you know, Jacob Winters, Drew Novak, slinging the rock. That's how it's going to be. I think Western Brown gets the job done. I think that they win again over Jackson. And Jackson, a lot of people didn't have him starting off one and three, but I think that's what the case is going to be. Um, so, yeah, uh, Novak has offers to Stetson and then a bunch of D2 offers, including Ashland and Glenville State. I am going to go with the Ironmen here. Um Great battle of the quarterbacks between Novak and Jacob Winters. The the one thing I am interested by after watching Western Brown in Week Two, their uh, their game against Washington Courthouse, I was like, oh, Western Brown isn't very good. And then after their game against Monroe, I was like, oh, Washington Courthouse might actually be good. Um, so yeah, strong FAC. Um, probably some of the best the conference has been since its inception um, like five, six years ago between Jackson, Chillicothe, and Washington Courthouse. I think all three of those teams are formidable playoff opponents, but I'm going to take the Ironmen. Um, a questionable call last year in the playoffs. Um, sort of phantom block in the back that the Western Brown players sold, and uh, it was not necessary at all. Um, that took seven points off the board, and, oh, would you look at that? You lose by a touchdown. So I think Jackson gets revenge. Maybe this is a pick with the heart and not with the head. Um, Western Brown's a really good team. Uh, Jackson's going to have to – they're going to have to score 42 to beat them at minimum. So we'll see, we'll see what Jacob Winner's got because uh, – Last year, in the regular season, they were still kind of rotating. Uh, Jacob Winters and uh, the other quarterback, um, Evan Spires. So it'll be interesting. Winners' second, like, full chance uh, at Western Brown. All right. Well, those are all the high school football games. When we come back, we'll have our surefire hot picks. And if we have time, preview a little bit of tonight's NFL matchup between the Bills and the Rams here on the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. 
The Bengals' home opener kicks off Sunday, September 11th at 1 p.m. Joe Burrow and your AFC champion Bengals take on our division rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The anticipation is building. The team is fired up. The jungle will be rocking as the Bengals' high-powered offense and unyielding defense take the field. A very limited number of single-game tickets are available. Don't wait. Visit Bengals.com or call the Bengals ticket hotline at 513-621-8383. Come rule the jungle with us. The beautiful colors of fall are just around the corner, and here at A Work of Heart in Grand Central Mall, we have everything you need to decorate your home for the season. Scarecrows, pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns, gorgeous fall wreaths with signs that can be personalized, along with matching garlands, sprays, and sea rings. Crossroads jar candles with tantalizing scents such as pumpkin pie and harvest spice and evergreen flags to spruce up your porch and yard. We added a new laser engraver to our store and now have a tremendous selection of done product that can be personalized for that perfect gift for any occasion. We carry painted furniture made in Amish country from Pennsylvania and by craftsmen from Ohio. So if you are decorating or you need a gift, we are the place to visit. And don't forget to see our new laser engraver in action. Come see us today. The trip will be worth your while at a work of heart, Grand Central Mall in Vienna, West Virginia. Like us on Facebook and see our new webpage at a work of heart.biz. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Going quickly here, it's our surefire hot picks here on The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. And for me, I, I'm pulling a Roth. Roth always, always goes for the little mini prop bets during the games. Today, I'm going for that. On the mound between the White Sox and the Athletics, Dylan Cease versus J.P. Sears. Sears on the year, 5-1 and one with a 2.37 ERA. Cease, 13-6, 2.13 ERA. I don't think any runs are scored in that first inning. Give me no runs scored that first inning. Kate, over to you. Uh, well, game two of a doubleheader today between the Brewers and the Giants. Uh, Brewers in this ballgame got Freddie Peralta thrown, a uh, solid right-handed pitcher. Having a good year uh, against Alex Young, a uh, guy who I believe is making his third start this season in the MLB. He has a solid ERA, but Brewers, I think, are a, lo- a little bit better of a baseball team than the Giants this year. Give me the Brewers, even though I hate saying that. All right, Roth, what do you got? Uh, so, NFL opening night, we're going to do a teaser. We are going to tease the Rams up to plus eight and a half. Uh, against the Bills tonight. Don't think that the Rams are going to lose by more than one score, so they're getting eight and a half points. And to win this, you have to hit both legs of the teaser. So the second leg of my teaser, we're going to go to Sunday, and I'm going to take the Ravens minus one against the Jets. All I need uh, is Joe Flacco not to beat his old team. Come on, this sounds sounds really nice. So uh, Rams plus eight and a half, Ravens, Minus one in a teaser. Again, you got to win both legs of that to get the victory. If you go one and one, that's a loser. 
Yeah, I would agree that it's not going to be a one score. Or it's going to be. It's not going to be anything more than a one score game between the Bills and the Rams. I I don't know who I'd pick on that. Honestly, I I think I think I'd go Bills, but that's just because I am really loyal to Josh Allen. I he I rode him one year to a fantasy championship, so I like the guy. Dave, what do you think? Um, about tonight's game, uh, I think it'll be an interesting one. I think we'll have to see what the Rams' defense is going to be this year. That's really the big question: uh, is what are the Rams going to be defensively this year? There's been a lot of question marks about that team. A lot of people have the 49ers winning that division this year. I am not on the Trey Lance hype train. Um, I'm not as a 49ers fan. I think we can win the division. I really do. I think we have one of the best defenses in the league. But you got to be better than the Rams. And over the past five years, the Rams and the Niners have really been the main, as well as the Seahawks a couple years, and the Cardinals have thrown their hat in the ring. But... I don't know. Those are the two t- best teams in the NFL West, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see what that Rams defense is like. I think the Bills get the job done just because I'm high on Josh Allen this year. I think he's the MVP. Um, but I'm interested to see how they'll, they have a couple key injuries, too, on uh, this week and a couple earlier on. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know what I think about the 49ers. I think they go 9-8 and eight and miss the playoffs. You said 10-7 so and and seven, seven yesterday. Seven. You're right, 10-7. and seven. Because the Lions are somehow going 12-5. and five. I, I I really do think I'm really high on the Lions. I, <laughs> I, I we are seeing disapproving looks. Michael Roth is shaking his head, rightfully so. As are every listener no, tuning I, in right now. Yes. No, I I think that I, you will you will be proved wrong. You will be proved wrong. I'm I'm high on the Lions. I, okay, well, we find might be yeah. a little bit more, but I, I've been saying it. I've been saying it for Carl's, the entire season. Carl, seven wins is not bad for the Lions. Five wins is not bad for the Lions. They make the playoffs. I will count on it. NFL Any... playoff expansion is getting ridiculous. They're letting everybody <laughs> in this year. Oh, oh, who knows? Anyways, that's a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. Hope you enjoyed us. If you missed an episode, check us out on Spotify at 970 Sports Fan.